Yeah, right. welcome everybody to the Bummies. This is the first annual Bummies. Yes, uh, the first annual yeah. Bummy Awards. AKA the uh yeah, the Cinnabums Awards for uh 2021. So yeah, this is our first our first go at making our own awards. Uh and uh uh yeah, I feel pretty good about it. I, I like a lot of our categories. We got some good categories out here. Yeah, we invented a whole bunch of new categories. In the past, we would like do the Oscars and we'd be like, this movie should not have been nominated for an Oscar. And you're just deconstructing how the Oscars goes. And it's just so tiresome and boring, as I'm sure you guys know. It's just like so tiresome to always complain about the Oscars year after year. So like, um, since like, you know, we're definitely highly opinionated here and we definitely don't like to go fully off how the Oscars does things like we just decided to make our own categories and we um, and for a lot of it, we're deciding to have some fun with it. So expect the uh, the unexpected for these uh, awards. And um, I don't think anyone you know what, maybe we'll end up posting some of the categories and nominees on our social media pages so people mm -hmm. will end up knowing um, the categories to build anticipation for this but currently as we we're recording this nobody knows the categories <laughs> or that this is even happening so um yeah 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 so we'll we'll put those out there so you can see what to expect i guess but um if you want to be surprised then don't look at our social media i guess but uh yeah we've got some some good ones some ones uh that are really out of left field so yeah i'm i'm excited should we uh is there anything else we should uh preface off the top or should we get into our first award here? Uh, uh, yeah i don't think so um i'm i'm ready to get going i'm ready to be done uh with uh 2022 movies or i'm um, 2021 movies <laughs> that is because i feel like i feel like we've been talking about them for a while yeah over a year I made a list today of for the movies I want to watch before the actual Oscars. And just looking at it, it makes me sick. Like I have to watch, it was like yeah. all the documentaries and then I wanted to watch the eyes of Tammy Faye and then pretty much everything that's nominated. I'm like, I, I have no real motivation to do that, <laughs> but I, I will. King Richard, I never saw still got to catch yeah. up on that lovely picture. But yeah, it's so right, done with yeah, this and year. You should, you should. Um, but yeah, I'm tired. I'm tired of it. Like, because I feel behind on this year's movies. Like, I still haven't seen the Batman, for instance. And what? Then I then I look <laughs> on like our Bummies nominees, and I'm like, God, I still haven't seen like Come On, Come On with Joaquin Phoenix and just mm, come all on. this shit. Oh yeah. yeah all this shit and i'm just like oh it just never ends trying to get to all these films uh really <laughs> yeah you just gotta like the only way is to um not have a job or anything <laughs> <laughs> to be a cinnabum yeah a true cinnabum a true cinnabum would yeah they would see all of these but um <laughs> but uh hey we you know we still saw a lot and uh um I think this first category that we have is a good one to start with. Um, so yeah, we'll we'll go ahead and announce the nominees. The nominees for the weirdest 
movie of the year bummy award and the nominees are malignant bliss cry macho benedetta and matrix resurrections Ooh. all right now, i have only um, seen three out of the five of these yeah yeah same and we also haven't seen every one in every category because this was like a collaboration where we just added our own um like opinions and stuff like yes. that like yeah i added benedetta for instance because i personally had a very like just fucked up time at the theaters when i saw benedetta but benedetta is actually like a very um, among like film people and cinephiles, a very like well-regarded movie. Um, I love I that. Just yeah, it's. Yeah. A, I, I, I love just, it personally, but it is also it works for this weird. category. Yeah, Either way, it, I feel like it's a fucking weird yeah. movie um, <laughs> for sure. Um, and then you know we've talked about Cry Macho a bunch this year. Yeah. Um, the and, annual Clint uh, Eastwood movie for weirdest picture yeah yeah and then our matrix resurrections we've talked about and like which is one we really like but you know also because it's fucking weird you know that's also why it's on here um and bliss was a movie we talked about uh (laughs) i brought up i'm the only one who's seen it i added bliss yeah (laughs) i'm the only one who's seen it but uh if you listen to our worst of episode you'll understand why it's uh why this is nominated um and uh, malignant is malignant obviously anyone who saw that the uh like that the third act turn it takes um after all this very strange build-up uh, makes it uh not only one of the weirdest but the most unique movies of the year i would say um directed by jake who uh james wan the man behind yes. Aquaman, Insidious, and the first Saw. Mm-hmm. The king of weird blockbusters. <laughs> the first Saw. The first Saw. <laughs> yeah. His career was leading up to make a movie this insane, in my opinion, and it's, it's a worthy contender on this on this list here. Yeah, and in, in a way, isn't it, uh, I don't know, like him kind of more un- as unhinged as anything, maybe? as he's done outside of yeah. say the first saw oh yeah for sure yeah he got a shit ton of aquaman money and he basically made the whatever he wanted he got a blank check and it was uh that's what he came up with so it came out of his brain yeah okay. malignant. well yeah i think we got i think we 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 covered it i think uh we got everyone excited i'm excited uh john do you want to read our 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 winner of our winner yeah. of our first category. I'll read the winner of our first category. He's got a ripping up envelopes is really a difficult. bummy goes yeah. to the weird the weirdest bummy goes to malignant. There we go. Uh, all right, James Wan, and that thing in the back of her head. Yes, congrats, one James of the best Wan, characters, Damien. Davian's his name, um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I actually watched Malignant with my mom, and after we finished it, <laughs> my mom was kind of like, she, you know, I could tell she enjoyed it. She was like, okay, the, the, <laughs> the backwards, the two-sided head movie. <laughs> like, <you know? laughs> like, that just happened. That's the one. Yeah, yeah. exactly, yeah. Uh, 
yeah, I mean, this is just there's no way to see any of malignant coming. So I, mm-hmm. I, I think that we um all voted uh uh correctly on this one. I uh yeah, 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 I'm I'm yeah. I'm I'm satisfied. Oh uh, yeah, I'm very happy with that. I think it's a good start. That movie, the uh the action sequence in the police precinct is so bananas and so well directed it's so crazy i saw it in a theater and people were like screaming when that was happening i'm like this is right yeah it'd be like a cult hit in it's got like reactions of watching like jackass forever yeah like that everyone's like holy fuck (laughs) it's so shock value so like um that's just really i don't know impressive and i i definitely i don't know i would if i could go back i would rate malignant higher because i think it's nice uh, pretty damn unique yeah, we actually, we watched it at a friend's house. There were like six of us in their living room watching this and just brought me <laughs> back to like being a kid watching scary movie. Yeah, in, like- a like, friend's um, living room. Like, it's great. Yeah. Exactly. Well, like, what's that? Thanks killing, like something Thanks like killing. that. Yeah. yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. But done with like a $30 million budget, which is what makes it even weirder. Yeah. Yeah, I have a, definitely have a soft spot for Malignant. Now I want to rewatch Thanks Killing yeah that's that deserves a, a revisited episode maybe oh agreed this thing i think there's a there's a sequel too to that movie i always wanted to check out oh wow Ooh. i didn't know john i think we watched that together in high school like yeah definitely <laughs> like and laughed like a, a lot <laughs> a ton yeah yeah i remember watching yeah. that yeah <laughs> it played in our base i think it played in our basement yeah a lot. it did like we I'm showed really a lot curious. of people yeah pretty I'm sure really rick was there what I too think of it. Yeah. yeah, he probably was. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I'm I'm 100 down for a Thanksgiving revisited. Uh, yeah. Sick. All right. Okay, I'm down to read out our uh, next category. All right. Um, because I uh, I actually wrote. This, I created it. <laughs> this category. <laughs> You're the creator. Yeah. I created it, and it's kind of. This category is kind of like a, it's kind of like a film flex category, um, you know, because it's the reasons the Oscars shouldn't ignore the technical categories because they do, and they only recognize the people who are on the camera, you know, the like suits. in front of the camera rather than who are behind the camera, um, and. You know, which is obviously ridiculous, like, for instance, to say that, like, people don't give a fuck about, um, I don't know, score or, like, cinematography or animation or something. like. Well, they, they're probably still doing it. Are they still doing animation, Jake? They're doing all those things you mentioned. Oh, they're like, but they're showing them live? Uh, the ones they're not showing live are, like, costume and, like, a sound editing really obscure things they might not be doing editing maybe you're right i think they're definitely doing cinematography though they i could are. be wrong that would be a wild yeah, one to kick out that'd be disgraceful but either way i bet if they had yeah it, their way they would not be doing cinematography which is such a ridiculous thing to say that people like i don't know they i don't know just such a ratings minded thing um because they're trying to save their ratings and not do cinematography and like because everyone everyone appreciates cinematography they (laughs) like they do um it's very important so 
that's what a lot of I will say first a lot of these nominees are and so this is just a pure um, technical category award um, so here we go here are our nominees for the reasons the Oscars shouldn't ignore the technical category awards um, we got licorice pizza cinematography which is done by Paul Thomas Anderson and I believe Mike Bowman um, the Tragedy of Macbeth cinematography. Um, Jake, do you know who That's, did that? That's uh, Bruno Del Bono. Bruno Del Bono. Dune sound, Dune sound mixing and editing. Um, West Side Story editing. House of Gucci lighting and costumes. We put lighting and costumes together there. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I also I also wrote that. And then basically uh, the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> so even we're like diminishing the technical word yeah. in a way. Uh, and then nobody uh stunts and choreography. That's a good one. Yeah, I mean like licorice pizza cinematography is obviously great. I've seen it in film twice, um, and it, the prints are both fantastic. The tragedy, tragedy of Macbeth is like a stunning uh, movie uh, in general, and it's mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it's just so so good to look at. And uh, this, while I've complained about Dune's sound being fucking way too loud, and I will stand by that, I will say that at a reasonable decibel level it is very well mixed and edited and like the sound design like is one of the things that puts you into this world along with uh uh just the look of it and um it immerses you into this different world in um and then west side stories editing is fantastic um it's really what separates it from the original for me um it'd be editing slash choreography yeah the choreography too like spielberg's ability to like lay out coverage and then um uh edit around scenes in a brilliant way um and then house of gucci everyone knows the costumes are great but Mm -hmm. I, i thought the lighting in house of gucci is really fantastic and a lot of just the um indoor locations um I'm not really like a lighting expert, so I can't really say like what kind of like fucking lighting, like fluorescent, whatever the hell they <laughs> type of lighting they're doing. It's it, it's really well lit. <laughs> nice lights. Yeah. Yes. Yes. The lighting costume uh, department that are, you know, they work <laughs> together. They did a great job. <laughs> um, and then nobody stunts in choreography done by the like um, the John Wick, the same ones as John Wick, right? It's the same uh, stunt team, yeah, from yeah. the original original Matrix movies. Yes, and you can feel that, yeah, uh, very much so in this. Yeah, that uh, that whole bus scene and nobody itself is just yeah, yeah insane. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Odenkirk's commitment to to selling the action and kind of yeah. transforming himself into a brooding. He'll, we'll probably talk about him again, but yeah, he's he's. I'd put him a part of that stunt slash choreography category too, because he's, and you know, Rizza and and, and um, Chris Lloyd as well. Why not? 
Yeah, they don't get as down and dirty as Odenkirk, but they no, like yeah. go full on with the the shooting, especially. Yeah. Um, I think Riza does some samurai sword shit, possibly, but like he uses Odin- a sniper. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's not really. I don't think it's a samurai sword, but he hits people with a sniper. <laughs> but Odenkirk goes full on, like he's getting beat up while like dragging around, beating yeah. other people up, and it's. It's really good. Um, okay. So, the bummy for the reasons the Oscars shouldn't ignore the technical category goes to Macbeth Cinematography oh. done by <laughs> done by who again, Jake? Who won? <laughs> Bruno. We'll never, we'll never know. His name is Bruno. No, Bonnell. He's Bruno, um he's long know. overdue for an Oscar in my opinion. He shot Louis Davis. What else Davis. has he shot? He shot Inside oh. Louis Davis, which is yeah. I think one of their best looking movies on a visual level. Um, he's done a lot. Like he did the Darkest Hour, the Harry Potter and the ha- Half Blood Prince. Buster Scruggs. Yeah, he's a really yeah. underrated DP, and like people right. don't talk about him as much with like Deacons or Lubeski, but I think he's up there. Yeah, I mean, I've I've so far um, I like it when the Coens go to him instead yeah. of Deacons. Deeks. Um, I I've just found that like the look is very different. Uh, yeah, so, totally. Like it's like you can clearly see the difference in Lewin Davis between yeah. all their other films uh, yeah. visually. The color palettes are more unique. I think there's like a just a different, just a different aesthetic. I think with him too. Okay, cool. <laughs> that's who. That's who won. Let's move on. Um, uh, Jake, you can go ahead and announce this next one because uh, you wrote it. Absolutely. So this category for the Bummies 2022 awards is the I'll Skip It Award, um, which is I think a general uh, general statement people say when you bring up a movie and they're like, uh, I'll skip it or no, thank you. I don't want to see that shit. Um, and f- I haven't seen any of these. I think you guys have actually seen a couple of these. So this was purely my contribution, but they're the ones that I never bothered to watch. So yeah, the first one is pretty self-explanatory for the nominees. It's Eternals. Uh, I think we talked about Marvel fatigue pretty uh, in-depthly when we talked about Black Widow or something in the past in that movie embodies it a lot not to mention they played the trailer half a dozen times before each movie and that was getting really annoying and critically i heard nothing really good about it um respect um which is the aretha franklin musical biopics i'm just so over musical biopics in general and that one i don't know nothing really stuck out to it for me i've just been out on them Dear Evan Hansen, which is based on a really popular Broadway musical starring Ben Platt uh, in the film adaptation, I heard is just terrible. And yeah, and just uh, kind of a train wreck all around. So I skipped that one. Red Notice, I don't really have to say much. Uh, we're in a movie star crisis with those those three at the helm of that movie. And, I'm sure you guys, if you've watched it, could speak more on it. 
Um, yeah. The little things I put on because it stars one of my all-time favorite actors acting against two of my least favorite actors in Hollywood history being Jared Leto and Rami Malek. And just like kind of like a, a straight-to-TV mystery thriller uh, directed by the fucking guy who did The Blind Side. So, um, yeah, that, those what's were it, the what's nominees. What's his name? What's the director's name? Um, fuck. I don't know it offhand. Uh, it's some very white, uh, white sounding name. It's, some very uh, white guy. John Lee Hancock is his name. Yeah. Yeah. Usually skip okay. that guy's work altogether. Um, anyway, yeah. The Bummy for the I'll Skip It Award goes to Red Notice, which. I think is well-deserved because I didn't watch it this year. I voted for it, but I watched it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I, uh, and, uh, I haven't watched any of these, so yeah. Yeah, I've watched all. The Little Things the Red, Red Noti- and Red Notice, and I've thought about watching Eternals. Um, so I guess I wasn't super true to the, um, to the award because I didn't... Te- I didn't really skip what I voted for. But, um, when I was watching it, I was like, I was thinking like, this is the most like, you don't have to watch it movie I've ever seen. I, I just should have skipped believe. it. <laughs> exactly. And it's one of those where they like, it feels so much like a fucking studio just put these three very um, box office appealing stars together and gave them nothing to work with and put them in this like really nothing movie. Um, and and yeah, it just what well, didn't have anything really for me. And I remember there were just so few times where I was like, wow, I enjoyed that scene or something like that. You know, it, it just uh, had nothing, nothing for me. Yeah, John, remember, did you see that one? I, I haven't, but I remember like when it came out and I, I was like, oh, I guess I'll see that. I, I want to watch more 2021 movies. And then, like, as time went on, I just never wanted to watch it. And then it got to a point where I wasn't caught up on watching, like, good movies from 2021. Yeah. So I didn't want to waste my time watching. Yeah, kind of. I kind of assumed what Luke said uh, it would be. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, and I feel like and the hitman's think... wife's bodyguard was maybe. Similar it's a to similar. <laughs> him and him and his wife's bodyguard is way better. It's way. I'm better. sure. I didn't, I didn't um, hate that. Yeah. Red Notice, like the charm of these three actors, doesn't doesn't hold anything here. It doesn't. It doesn't even like. Uh, it doesn't help at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. John, do you want to talk about? your vote for dear evan hansen a little bit oh yeah i mainly did that to try and uh just not vote for the same thing uh, uh I felt like <laughs> fair enough we had a lot of ties um but uh i all but this was like right on par with um with red notice too um just because i i know a little bit about the play dear evan hansen and or the musical uh and i've heard like positive things about it but it never really interests me and then to see Ben Platt playing that role and having, you know, being made to look like uh, a high schooler with all that yeah. 
the makeup and everything it just looks so awkward and weird and uh basically just like money grab um all the way through to just yeah uh, capture an audience based on the Dear Evan Hansen popularity, which is probably dying at the moment. But uh, yeah, mm. so yeah, it was between Red Notice and Dear Dear Evan Hansen. So yeah, I went with uh, Evan Hansen there. Well, we move on then to the best uh, gentle movies, and the nominees for the Bummies are uh, Petite Maman. Hope I'm saying that. Petite right. Maman. Petite Maman. <laughs> course, I figured yes. it was not what John said. <laughs> uh, my man. My man. Petite Maman. Together, together. That one's easier. Uh, Luca, come on, come on. And Coda. Wow, we have. Uh, Together, together, and come on, come on, both in. Yeah, uh, I mixed those up. I thought "come on, come on" was the um, was together, together. Um, <laughs> but I haven't seen "come on, come on." Yeah, this is the category that just feels like I don't know. I, even though it's like 2022, 2021, I mean, uh, it feels like a Hayao Miyazaki movie should be in this category. Yeah, Petit Maman, or to Pete, my man, as he said, uh, is definitely like a, it's like kind of a, an ode to Miyazaki. It's for a, sure. So it's an, yeah, okay. It's not animated, but the tone and like the, the sort of the themes and the overall like look of the movie is definitely, it's reminiscent of Miyazaki for sure. All right. Um, and then like, we've all seen Together Together. Um, and we all love um, Ed Helms. Uh, love the Helms. And it was good to see him in like, you know, an indie, just like a, a love, like a nice, pleasant indie movie. Yeah. That's an hour and 30 mi- minutes. That's, uh, you know, well, like I love, I've told Jake this before that I love the like, the weird, like, odd friendship movie where just like two people mm. in a in an indie movie have a very random fresh friendship based off certain circumstances and they i don't know end up bonding in different ways out of it like one of those is paddleton um from a few years ago mm. with mark duplass and ray romano where it's just one of those random friendships that's just uh really really touching uh and like very therapeutic to watch on screen. Um, everyone liked Luca this year. I have no complaints about Luca. Um, I think the Vespa gag is a little um, overdone. So yeah, Luca was uh, also gentle. Yeah. Uh, and then there's Come On, Come On. <laughs> yeah, Jake, you've yeah. seen Come On, Come On. Come On, Come On. You're the only um, one, right? Yeah, that's yeah. that's sort of what inspired this list. You know, it's Mike Mills, uh, who did 20th Century Women and um, uh, Beginners, the Ian McGregor movie back in 2011. He's a really gentle filmmaker, um, really insightful director, really personal director. So and Joaquin, Joaquin kind of is the he's the epicenter of the gentleness in that movie, which is a good uh Good contrast from Joker, in my opinion. Uh, more of what I like to see Joaquin doing. Um, 
Coda is another that's a best picture nominee. Uh, I don't know if either of y'all have seen that one, but it's about a deaf no. family. It's about a deaf family who is a, a, a fisher, a fisherman family uh, on the coast, on the East Coast somewhere. Um, it's similar to what we were saying about kind of like Luca. Uh, it's really just a portrait of a family surviving and dealing with their uh, impairments of being deaf and mute and their one daughter who is not and sort of takes care of the family and it's just a really beautiful kind of slice of life and a great movie honestly uh should be a front runner for the best picture in the at the academy awards so yeah those are the five for for gentle all right john uh, give it to him the bummy goes to Together, together. All right. Nice. Andy Bernard finally gets a win. Bernard Dog, yeah. Bernard Dog is gentle. Uh, Yeah, together, together. I thought uh, I didn't put together this category, but once I saw together, together and gentle, I was like, ah, yeah, that's exactly exactly how I would describe it. Uh, And yeah, Luke, I, I agree with what you said too. It's always nice to see the you know, two completely different people in sort of a buddy movie uh, like this. And uh, Patty Harrison's really great too. Um, Love her. Like everything she does. She's so funny. She's hilarious. Uh, especially in I Think You Should Leave. Yeah. Uh, if either of you have seen that. Yeah. She's um, so funny. She's hilarious. Um, so yeah, it was great to, yeah, I thought it was uh, two people that I uh, really like and are very likable themselves. So yeah. Together, together yeah i picked this almost as like a default because i hadn't seen um a few of the others but um yeah i'm happy i'm happy to give it the win <laughs> i guess <laughs> all right all right our next uh bummy category is the greatest locations and set pieces of the year our first nominee would be Barb and Stars Resort uh, Beach. Um, Great set piece. Jay, can you find yeah. out what that resort is called? It's fake. It's called the Vista Del Mar. There we go. Like oh, of title. course it is. Like the title. <laughs> but it's like <laughs> it's in the, yeah. it's like supposed to be in the Florida Keys somewhere. That's you know, why we those, have you here. One of those typical resorts that you would see like yeah, a, a it's, spring right. break ad or something. Right. You know? Mm-hmm. really colorful and really blue yeah just from the standpoint of it being like you said a default like stereotypical florida resort i just thought that it was just uh i don't know a brilliant like set piece in general and um i love the vacation comedy um being that this is one of the better ones that has uh been done actually i will say uh i thought this just worked especially um and uh the next nominee would be uh the tragedy of Macbeth's castle um which you know as we said with his cinematography like there's just so many uh like dark corners and just very like just trippy alleys of the castle uh, a lot of shadows and a deep uh just just very like big uh monoliths you know like in 2001 like just big items 
around the castle. Like it feels so big. And uh, the other, the, our next nominee would be the house in Shiva baby, which is not a movie I've seen or even think I've, I've heard of. <laughs> I've seen, but I, uh, I honestly thought Shiva baby was like a 2018 movie. Uh, no, like... no, was... <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't realize it was, it was, yeah, it was 2021. Wow. Yeah, John's in a different Time. decade. Yeah, <laughs> Time. in the past, man. Time I mean, moves we're in unprecedented slow. times. I get it. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. <laughs> These times are unprecedented. All right, and then the next one would be the farm and the power of the dog, which is very understandable since so much happens in all, on that farm. Yeah. yeah. Um, this next one I I definitely like too. Um. Uh, the carnival in nightmare alley i mean is yeah. just uh awesome uh awesome just uh just how much guillermo del toro immerses you in the in this carnival uh is great and i i just remember all the shots of like bradley cooper where you're following bradley cooper walk along the carnival and you see like uh, you know like a fucking tiger in a cage and fireworks or something and then there's a carousel and there's just all this going on just that uh i don't know it's just nostalgia for an old like whatever 40s carnival or whatever uh decade it is yeah, yeah. everything's yeah, hand built a... and everything uh, and yeah just so authentic feeling like it's like straight out of the novel but also like it's a it's a a period capturing carnival like it feels like the 40s straight out of the 40s yeah yeah all, all right, right. So, the winner for the Bummies greatest set piece and location would be. I really need an envelope like John because mine are just all silent. But yeah. oh, after I'll another, for you. thank you. Yeah. <laughs> the castle in Macbeth. Thank right. you, John. Yeah. Uh, Macbeth, take really taking home the bunny Bummies this year. Um, They're sweeping wow. the Bummies. Uh, it makes two yeah. bummies on the night for Macbeth. Need <laughs> 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 that yeah, voiceover. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Joel Cohen and Francis McDormand can sip champagne all they want and tonight. Um, I think this is well deserved uh, too, along with uh, cinematography for Macbeth. Uh, it's really, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's Shout all out to Bruno once again. Bruno, yeah, shot the shit out of that castle. So this is uh, the the biggest flex of the year, and I think Luke mentioned before with the technicals, like it's a cinema flex. This is kind of building off that. Like, what was the to me like the reason you love movies and these like aspects of these movies that kind of made you overjoyed or just love them even more? Just this really specific reason. Uh, whether it's technical or well we'll see we'll see um uh so the first nominee is the running scenes from licorice pizza just beautiful storytelling and beautifully shot by pta and the other guy um and mike really, bowman, mike I, bowman. I, I just randomly know who that is yeah okay <laughs> um but yeah, a great storytelling device in the movie for sure. And really, really captures a specific tone and, and, and pace to the movie and just 
Beautiful. And uh, next nominee is the entirety of Matrix Resurrections because obviously it's crazy that it exists. Um, <laughs> wild to see this one on here. Go into space in F9 where our beloved uh, Tyrese and Ludacris shoot off into space with the help of uh, the Tokyo Drift. the help Drift of the Tokyo crew, Drift crew. Who somehow know about. Uh, yep astrophysics or whatever after that after the third movie yeah so. after after having an expertise in drifting and working on cars they know yeah. now know about <laughs> astrophysics just just a beautiful thing it's just like ludicrous going from the second movie for being like a he owns a body shop to becoming like the biggest hacker in the world you know like it's just classic right. fast and right. furious logic which i love uh, the opening to West Side Story, again, we, we basically talked about that with the editing and sort of the staging of that sequence is just mind-blowingly good. Just the way he, sh- he kind of sets yeah. the scene and sets the tone for us, the rest of the movie. Like, it's so frenetic and just so, there's so much palpable energy in that scene where you're just like, I fucking love this movie right from the start. Um, and Denzel and Francis doing Shakespeare, which is just... That's acting 101, but they brought it to like a new height, I think, with their, not only their chemistry as actors, but their skill as actors. Like you could just sense their decades of being some of the best actors of all time, just delivering some of those lines and making it really palatable, which is hard to do for audiences because it's a pretty tough thing to sell. So yeah, those are the, do you guys have any thoughts on the, the Flex nominees? Yeah, I mean, I like all these, all of the nominees a lot. Um, after, yeah, I think they're all like really good. Like Denzel and Francis doing Shakespeare is just such a um, an acting clinic um, that everyone was blown away by, of course. Um, and yeah, the opening of West Side Story too. I remember when the movie first began, I knew immediately like what I was in for. I was like, because um, like I remember like the song in the opening of the original, and like the like the humming, and like the yeah, like the walking through the gritty streets of New York and all that stuff. But like the way Spielberg did it was just in such a way that I like. Um, just, I just loved it so much, what he was doing with it so much. Um, and yeah, and the running scenes in the licorice pizza are like, whenever, I don't know, whatever they do ton of technical side, like slow the frame rate down or whatever, whenever the, Mm -hmm. um, the, uh, lover interests are like running on, running next to each other. And they're finally like, they're, they're. I don't know. They're like letting go and they stop, especially Alana Haim stops trying to be so um, mature and whatever. And like, think Child she's like, above yeah. and think she's above hanging out with Cooper Hoffman. It's like during, I don't know, during this film where there's a lot of push and pull in their relationship, these running scenes is really like where they let loose and are just really feel and are just being free together. And, as a viewer, especially when I was watching this movie, I just felt so alive and free during these running scenes of them just running down random streets of the valley. Um, and they just look so good, too. So I would definitely agree that that is a, um, a flex. Uh, if, if out of 
one of like, I don't know, maybe the most noticeable flex out of the many that are in licorice pizza. Yeah. So yeah, this is a good category, I think. Yeah. Okay. So you can read. Yeah. uh, John, can you open the envelope for me? And the bummy goes too. And it's about time. The Matrix Resurrections. Congrats to the Wachowski siblings. (laughs) Congrats to Lana Wachowski. Well deserved. And I can't believe that movie exists. Hell yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Matrix Resurrections is so fucking good. Um... And it really, like, well, I was so mind-blown by the fact that they, um, like, this is also on our weirdest, and it, I, I, like, the fact that they made one that is so weird and so self-aware and so uh, meta and also, like, uses it all to its advantage Yep. Um, is why this is, I voted for this being a giant flex of a movie, uh, for sure. Yeah, and I think uh, even with like, not necessarily reboots, but just like returning to like an old IP now, people get like a, people get prejudice against something like this coming out that is just gonna like be terrible or something. But I, I feel like I'd easily put that to rest. Maybe not everybody liked it, but um, I feel mm-hmm. like overall it was like a welcome, uh, a welcome movie. Yeah, yeah, it was great. Totally. I think the reason and why it's so polarizing is because it's so blunt about commenting on the current state of like films and, and, and franchises and kind of the relationship between a director and a studio. And there's a lot of like, like you guys said, meta-ness that kind of flew over people's heads and we're expecting like a, a straight reboot and remake of the first movie. And beat for beat, it like copies the first movie, but kind of deconstructs each element differently, which is like I've never seen in any big blockbuster tentpole movies. So it's like that that has to win the award just easily. All right. So the next category is the best everyone fuck off performance. And uh, first nominee we have is Kristen Stewart or is it? Kirsten or Kristen? It's Kristen. Kristen, yeah, right. It's just in our sheet. It's it says Kirsten. What? So. What's that? What movie is that like, from? Where they're like, is it Kirsten or Kirsten? I forget. Uh, or, yeah, is it Pam or Pam? I forget. No, it's it, but like there's an actual Kirsten Kristen like movie or Christina talking about. Yeah, um, Christina. Yeah. Yeah, fact check it is supposed to be Kristen Stewart. I think there's a typo yeah, yeah. on my end there. Uh, so Kristen Stewart from uh, Spencer, uh, which I've not seen, but I've, um, I've heard great things about um, podcast Luke. I think this is one of your like top five um, for the year. Yeah, it was. It's really good. Uh, the next nominee we have is Benedict Cumberbatch in Power of the Dog. Uh, great playing- fuck off performance yeah yeah playing the uh asshole uh brother of jesse plemons um and uh doing, <laughs> doing a great job of it yeah um and olivia coleman from the dot the lost daughter 
You guys uh, see that one? I have not. No, I've been meaning to, but no. Yeah, real quick. That's Maggie Gyllenhaal's directorial debut. Mm. <clears throat> and it's like a mystery thriller set on, similar to Barb and Star, set on like a beach vacation on the coast of like Europe or something. And Olivia Coleman is basically there to like unwind and relax. And everyone keeps interrupting her like Zen vacation. And yeah, a great everyone else please fuck off performance because it's like a soul character piece. And a lot of the conflict of the movie is everyone interrupting her vacation. So it's a great movie. Definitely recommend it. Maggie Gyllenhaal's got, she's got the goods. She's a great director. Cool um yeah I'd, I'd always support olivia coleman after uh after the favorite yeah and uh glad she went for that so yeah i definitely want to see that um and our next nominee is bob odenkirk in nobody um for yeah, obvious even before, reasons even before he's fighting he's like going through it's like a great um nine to five or montage at the beginning where he's just so stuck in his routine and it shows him like I, I forget specifically what he does, but he's like at 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 home, like getting the mail or just something. And you could just see how stuck he feels, and just every little thing is annoying him. And it's kind of what gives him the urge to go out and like <laughs> kill pretty much again. Yeah. Um, and so I just, yeah, I do feel that's a that's a great um that's a great nominee right there. It's yeah. like when the the he's trying to take the garbage out every Monday. And he yeah. always misses the truck like five times in a row. Um, yeah. And his wife's like, did you take you that? You missed the garbage truck today, honey. And she said it like every single day. He's like, I know. And she's like, through that montage, you're, yeah, it's like he hates everything. Everything's just this dull routine. And yeah, great performance. Mm hmm. And then our final nominee for best everyone fuck off performance is Alana Heim from Licorice Pizza. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, and again, and, uh, very obvious, like scene one, obvious, she, yeah. he's trying to talk to her and she's just really trying to tell him to fuck off. Like, and she, I'm pretty, she probably does tell him like directly <laughs> to fuck off later in the movie a bunch of times. She does. Um, yeah, so that's definitely a good one. And um, yeah, it's just because she has that uh, uh, like older attitude, like I'm 25, I should not be mm -hmm. hanging out with his 50 or 15 year old friends all the time. And um, you can tell whenever she's around adults, she's like sucking up to them and like, because she wants to be one of them, but she's, you know, she's really not. She's like still a 20, she's 25 and she's still like a kid. And mm -hmm. um uh, I found that like, I don't know, one of the big relatable uh, things about uh, about Alana, Alana's character in that. Yeah, she has that. She says fuck off a lot when she's working at the Benny Safdie campaign when she's doing cold calls and they would yeah. answer. She would say her line and they would hang up. She's like, well, fuck off then or whatever she says. Um, yeah. And like you said, she's it's like she's in that limbo of being like in your mid-20s where you don't know what direction to go and like you want to conform to being an adult but you also want to have that free spirit of uh of cooper hoffman's character and 
that causes a lot of friction and like within all of her relationships and she's basically very self-centered throughout the movie in a way and she kind of that that's kind of what inspired this category is like everyone just let me live my life and let me figure it out um so so yeah those are the noms yeah and uh yeah i also highlight a great everyone fuck off uh scene from alana heim when she brings her um potential soon-to-be boyfriend uh over for dinner with her family <laughs> yeah and uh yeah and then her chasing him outside asking him what his penis looks like is yeah. that's a great everyone fuck off scene um yeah and okay those are the nominees and the bummy goes to alana hayne from licorice pizza (laughs) this is the first bummy win for alana (laughs) she hugs bradley cooper on her way up So I in a way, this voted... looks like our the camera on our like seats at the Oscars, like it shows us. Really... <laughs> yeah, we're the losers, yeah. basically. Yeah. Every yeah, time yeah, exactly. we always yeah. lose. We don't win ever. <laughs> um, I actually voted for Kristen Stewart um, for this. The <laughs> which, close runner-up. Um, because yeah. I wanted to vote for something different, and I also do genuinely think Kristen Stewart's um, performance is like. It is the most like everyone leave me alone um, performance. I think it's where it's solely about that um, yeah. because all you feel um, you feel so much how everyone is just um, immersed in her life and she has no privacy. There are very few times where she does, and it's like when she is like sitting or with her sons, like around like a like a small lamp like playing cards and joking around and and like alana in a licorice pizza it's like her moments of of being a kid again and it's the only free time she has and there's just so many shots where it shows her on her estate looking out the window and she can't even like people keep telling her she can't even like stand in the window because um like paparazzi can see her and she's like who cares if i stand in the window and like just the amount of anxiety she has by being um so like under watch and everything and um i just and also because i think kristen stewart has like she's like a great like fuck off actor you know like she just always seems to play someone who's annoyed by others and she just does it really well um, and I think she does it as good as ever in this performance. So that's why I that's why I decided to vote for her. But I am also all for Alana Haim winning this award. Yeah, I almost picked Kristen Stewart because like like you were saying, like she's that movie's very physically and mentally like suffocating in a way. Like you're just exhausted for her by the end of the movie. And just an amazing performance. And I think it's good casting because it's like Kristen Stewart can pull a lot of personal baggage into that performance. I feel like because obviously like the twilight fame and all the shit she dealt with, like with celebrity culture and paparazzi and, and, you know, internet trolls and whatever. And I feel like she brought a lot of personal experience to that, to that role. And, and yeah, I, I'm glad she got that Oscar nom for that movie for sure. 
All right. All right. So that's that Alana. Is... Congrats to Alana Heim. Congrats to Alana. All right. Our next category is a very, is a good one too. Um, it is the best worst Italian accent. Um, Cause there were a lot of those this year, a lot of bad Italian accents in cinema this year. Um, Indeed. And the nominees are Jared Leto, Adam Driver, Lady Gaga, Al Pacino, and Jeremy Irons, all of Ridley Scott's House of Gucci. The Gucci. House of Gucci. Which, which not only didn't have authentic Italian like language, but it had, um, it didn't have authentic Italian music either. It had music as if this was like a uh, Martin Scorsese movie. And so this is like as an Americanized, you know, retelling of this movie as it gets, um, along with very, um, like almost like Americanized impressions of Italian accents rather than authentic Italian dialects and language. Um, so I, 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 I like this category and um, yeah, it's like a good pop culture category as well. Yeah, yeah, this is a very interesting movie to see. Um, <laughs> I think, uh, yeah, it's just, uh, I wonder what they were thinking when, you know, when they're, I don't know, rehearsing, going through lines or just, you know, on set that we're doing, we're all doing these ridiculous Italian accents and how anyone could take that seriously. But uh, it added a lot of enjoyment uh, in the watching of House of Gucci, though very much enjoyed yeah yeah uh, all the quirks of uh these characters yeah because like sympathy for the devil by like rolling stones would play <laughs> like not like i don't think that song maybe actually plays but like a song like it plays yeah. mm-hmm. and then it'll be like ah, and then you just see like lady gaga like i want to own gucci and she was like <laughs> Oh, you're just like what fuck this what what a fucking movie this is right now <laughs> what is it like father son house of gucci or something like yeah. that yeah father son house, of, house gucci. of gucci yeah there we go yeah. oh so good uh <laughs> all right <laughs> well the uh the bummy goes to oh, wait oh this isn't this is Luke reading, not me. Sorry, All I right. was taking it yeah. over. Here, let me open it for you. Yeah, you you're con you're Kanyeing me at my at the bummies, man. I'm let you finish, Luke. But <laughs> okay, and uh, the the bummy <laughs> for best worst Italian accent goes to Jared Leto, House of Gucci. All right. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. This was a unanimous decision uh, for Jared Leto to win uh, the best worst Italian accent category. <laughs> he was uh, his first nomination and first win. Yeah. Yeah. Him as Paolo was the what kept me invested. His, his sequences were rarely electric. His his approach to that character was pretty wild. Yeah. And. Probably he was by my, far the most eccentric yeah, and, and yeah, up there was, of all of them. Yeah. His makeup and everything is is kind of his overall look is just jarring in that movie to say the least. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, hell yeah, that's a that's a great pick. I would also yeah. like to nominate a few or just mention a lot of the people from many saints of Newark. Not a necessarily mm. bad Italian accent, but a really thick Italian accent, you know, like people playing the the younger versions of like Junior Soprano and all those people. Um, Vera Farmiga playing uh, the mother, uh, Mrs. Grandma Soprano. Um, yeah, uh, there's, there's just a movie full of another Italian accents, but definitely oh, not as legend. bad as House of Gucci. Yeah, yeah. Jared Leto ran away with this with this one, but uh, he had, he had some good competition still. That's, uh, yeah, the, I'd say like Adam Driver might have had the worst accent, but Leto's got the most <laughs> memorable yeah. and committed Italian accent. Um, yeah, yeah, Adam Driver still sounded a lot like Adam Driver. Yeah, if that makes the, sense. When he was added at the Gucci, end of each syllable, yeah. I am a Gucci. I have a Gucci. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, uh, all right. Well, yeah. Well, I think we'll we'll take a break now. So uh, the best non-human baby, which is a great category for the year of 2021. Two nominees only, but we got the marionette baby from Annette, which uh, sadly I've not seen. Net. So you guys could talk talk through that one but i'm intrigued yeah uh annette so the marionette baby and annette is also annette the uh the title character of the movie but uh yeah we have two strong nominees here uh i think uh um both these movies uh that were nominated i really enjoyed because of their weirdness and uniqueness and they happen to have the same thing in mind of having uh a uh, best a non-human baby so uh yeah the the marionette baby from adam driver and marion cotillard uh, i think is really interesting and weird and um uh and yeah it's it, she becomes a very uh important character to uh to the movie too and it's you kind of just yeah. go with it that yeah, it's definitely. this that it's not this real uh human like you just uh, it's just such uh, I feel like they just set this movie up so well that you just will go along with uh, something as weird as that uh, yeah so, and in Titan yeah. it ends up all building towards like her having her baby um, yeah the other so, nom is cry, the car baby Titan forgot to mention that Titan, one sorry Titan. Um, yeah it's it's like uh, the emotional crux of the entire movie kind of the tension building up to that moment it feels like therapeutic but it's also just bad shit crazy once you see the the child the car baby um birth from one of the probably the craziest sequence of of the year with the the car sex which i, th- I think yeah. you guys one of you guys had talked about that in the previous episode which yeah that was on our best of uh list i think but uh, yeah, yeah, both of these movies uh, could have fit into the weirdest uh, category too. Um, yeah, 
Yeah, yeah. And especially, yeah, the, the car sex I'm scene. I'm surprised Annette is... wasn't nominated <laughs> for the weirdest. Yeah, I thought about adding I both guess, of these, but I, I felt guess like I could take it like Bliss out yeah. or like another one. Cry Macho. Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. I will take responsibility. I made the category. <laughs> um, all right, Jake, uh, reveal the winner of these two babies. And, and the Bummy Award. The, the golden pacifier, if you will, for oh. best non-human baby is the marionette baby from Annette. Right, Annette. We love her so much. <laughs> we love this baby so much. Adam Driver <laughs> takes the stage. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, if you anyone who has seen Annette, you will know that Annette Annette is everything. Yeah. Baby Annette is um, is really the key to everything, and um, I would embellish more on that, but I don't totally even understand <laughs> what that means. <laughs> um, but yeah, like it's all revolved around Annette, and I find it um, uh, fascinating how far it goes um, with Annette and. Uh, how unexpected it is uh, um, with Annette's, uh, I mean, like singing career, right? Like Annette becomes like yeah. incredibly famous, um, and, and Adam Driver is just gets caught in the whirlwind of Annette's um, fame, um, and also uh, is very key, like holds kind of the key to Marion Cotillard's soul, also. Um, mm-hmm. So it's just very fascinating and like it uh it just what it's what makes a net so unique other than it's like it's music it's like the music and humor in it and its structure just this idea of um what this baby how this world starts to revolve around this fake baby. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's just uh you know it's um not really fair to the car baby from Tom because uh, yeah, Annette, yeah, that. Annette becomes a star and uh, and everything, yeah, you know, she she has a lot more to do, uh, whereas the car baby is a <laughs> little uh, cherry on top at the end, but um, uh, but yeah, yeah, I was just yeah, like in awe of what uh, the movie Annette and um, yeah, watching this and caring about this uh puppet baby and uh yeah it's um yeah i think it's a well well deserved bummy for annette yeah i mean annette the baby would never win an oscar so that's why we have yeah the bummies now yeah annette needs to be feel seen you know so annette spans like multiple decades it sounds like if they see the baby grow up into like a famous uh time uh, pop does star. not run the same in a net as it does in in the real world yeah so it's like it's kind of like mother like with jennifer lawrence where things just kind of like decades worth of things just happen within like an hour kind of you know it's it's kind of like uh like i feel like a net grew fast and then they just and it's just she became like a star like very young yeah and it becomes yeah. this endless oh, montage see. really yeah um but so yeah it doesn't really go like a child long. 
so yeah yeah she's always a child an infant and is always kind of carried by adam driver yeah um, oh okay i see yeah and it's kind of his responsibility and it goes along with um because the movie starts as a love story between him and mary and cotillard and it turns south so it becomes all about him and his his him taking care of annette nice got a it's one i'm very embarrassed mm-hmm. i didn't i didn't check off my 2021 list from but yeah i gotta one day i'll go down yeah, that what, road what did you see like 80 something movies but not a net <laughs> <laughs> um the next category uh is another small category but it, it's uh the bummy for best or the most okay movie <laughs> Uh, it's maybe the most okay the category. most okay the most okay because it category. only has two nominees <laughs> i have more to add actually just really quickly after you read those just okay we'll have a couple surprise nominees too yeah. but but it, spoil, <laughs> spoilers they will not win because yeah they, they, will. Just, yeah. they missed the voting that's period. fine that's the one um, that we picked i think is the right one anyway Oh yeah, this was okay. Well, uh, the first nominee is In the Heights, and um, yeah, this um, I think I may have added this one. I don't know. Maybe this was already here. Um, but uh, yeah, I was definitely um, underwhelmed with uh, In the Heights, and I think we've established on here that um, we're maybe not the biggest fans of Lin Manuel's music um fan of his directing but um uh, at least i myself have uh, not been a huge fan of his music i don't don't really dislike them in any ways but they just don't really uh, do it for me and it felt to me fairly bland and uh yeah i, I never got into in the heights very much but um yeah yeah but it, it fits perfectly in the okay uh category for me um, and then the next nominee is Being the Ricardos, the uh, Nicole Kidman, Javier Bardem, yeah. uh, Lucy Desiarnez story. Um, yeah. I feel like this stands out as very, how about you just read the winner, then I'll say this. Yeah, this, since there's, there's, only, like there's only two of them. Um, but <laughs> this was another unanimous decision uh, for Being the Ricardos. Yeah. Um... <laughs> oh yeah it should be more like uh, uh javier bardem, bardem um, walks on I just stage kinda, <laughs> i just kind of feel like because this movie has so much like talent and hollywood powerhouse and then it ended up as it and it is about such ri- a rich um like a very uh something that has a lot of rich entertainment history um for it to come out as it did is why it like screamed out as like wow this was just so like okay it was just so okay for Mm -hmm. i don't know in comparison to what it could have been um i would like compare it to say um the judy garland biopic from a couple years ago which was Mm. also just just okay yeah i mean that's definitely 
Jake, you were talking earlier about like getting, being tired of uh, music biopics and a lot of biopics can be uh, are just getting kind of tired now. And yeah, it just, it's just very plain. And, uh, and yeah, there, there's so much, um, I don't know, Lucille Ball was such a like iconic one of a kind person that, um, you know, you feel like the creativity and like opportunities are endless to do something interesting with that. But um, yeah, yeah. You, you just know she probably had so much, uh, um, so much more like interesting conflict in her life that necessarily is than than what necessarily goes on in this movie that could have been yeah. highlighted. I feel like. All right, let's move on to best musical. Um, pretty obvious category. It's got um. It was a great year for musicals, so we've got two musical categories coming up. Um, the nominees for best uh, mu- musical will be West Side Story, Tick Tick Boom, Annette, and In the Heights. <laughs> Who nominated In the Heights? You guys put it on the most okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah don't, <laughs> we don't know what we clearly don't know what we're doing. <laughs> just trying to fill up the nominees. We just had two straight categories. I, with think only two. I think I put In the Heights in this category. John put In the Heights in the other category. Oh, I see. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Different that difference of opinion going on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um but like i definitely don't i mean i would say um in the heights is the worst of these (laughs) musicals so (laughs) there's a little spoiler for the for this uh for the winner but um yeah so i i would definitely i would say somewhat that i don't totally think in the heights is like all um i don't think it's like great like a great musical or anything like that even though it's in the greatest music yeah. category. <laughs> either way either way but um, yeah there's a lot of distance we, between in the heights and the other three all right and we've that, already talked all. about um basically all of these except tick so, tick boom we oh yeah we haven't but we will we will <laughs> um because don't bomb me for best musical goes to um lin-manuel miranda's who we don't like apparently <laughs> hey <laughs> i like specified <laughs> we don't like his directing we do we like, like his no, no i specified i don't like his music but i like his directing i threw that oh, in okay. as, as a nod that we said, were talking I thought about you this said we don't like his directing or his music <laughs> i just no, don't like no. him as a person i just Hate his guts, still, and I, I hope he like fails at everything he tries. Yeah. <laughs> no, I said, um, I said we we don't like. Uh, speaking more for me, I guess don't like his music, but do like his directing. Gotcha. I was alluding that we would talk talk about this uh, next or coming up. Uh, good foreshadowing. Yes, just foreshadowing. <laughs> yeah, and because he is a uh, bummy winner, so. John, you gotta get on his good side. <laughs> hey, I'm saying I like him. All right. <laughs> yeah, because otherwise, at the cocktail hour after the awards, <laughs> you're gonna be defending yourself. <laughs> gonna be awkward. Yeah. <laughs> this is like when Holly Berry won an Oscar, and then 
she got a, a Razzie for Catwoman like the next year. It's like that same <laughs> vibe. You're like, Lynn, just to clarify, I don't like your music, but I like your directing. You seem like or a no. nice guy. <laughs> oh, thanks, man. Let's go. Thank you. <laughs> he would. He's like the nicest guy in Hollywood. Yeah. He'd be like, oh, thank you so much for the bummy. Is he, is he known as one of the nicest guys? He's supposed guys to be like the Hollywood. nicest guys, yeah. I mean, everybody's been talking about how great he is for, uh, you know, the past yeah, five years straight. So he can, he can be taken down a slight notch, you know. Yeah, John, <laughs> I can only take him down so John, much. You, gotta, and, you should humble um, him, really. Yeah, it's up to me, you know. I'm doing this for society. Um, <laughs> but anyways, we Yeah, it's all, a great movie. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right guys i'm i'm fine with that ending it there yeah, in that yeah. category <laughs> best musical all nice. right uh jake uh you should announce now you should announce best musical performance yeah uh, unlike the oscars as you can see we're trying to not have too long of a show that goes on too long we're not trying not to drag on with our categories yeah um yeah we so yeah. to be played off um, the orchestra is yeah. going to start playing we're not, when we're talking we're not too trying much. Trying to empower but... these already very privileged celebrities. We don't. Yeah. <laughs> we we are like we're like them in it though because we have three hosts and this year they picked three really odd hosts. Yeah, oh, we have yeah. three hosts. <laughs> so like, I'm the Schumer and John's the Wanda Sykes and Luke's the Regina Hall of this Bummies Award. <laughs> I'll take that. I was yeah. going to do a Wanda Sykes voice right then, but I thought that that was probably not the best thing. that John do. gets canceled up yeah. from the bummies. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, we won't do that, but yeah, let's, yeah. let's avoid that. So yeah, best musical performance. Uh, we got Andrew Garfield and tick, tick, boom, an incredible transformational performance. Uh, Bo Burnham and inside uh, another embarrassing one i haven't seen which you guys will probably deliberate on adam driver and annette uh rachel zegler is west side story and anthony ramos in the heights another the third bummy for one of the most mediocre <laughs> movies of the year apparently it's, it's a new record the runner-up for most okay movie <laughs> <laughs> you know, lynn you can't quite get there once again, I wrote this category. <laughs> John wrote the other oh, category. <laughs> yeah, Rachel Zegler, like, kind of a star is born performance. I think she's the, maybe aside from like Ariana DeBose, I think she's the standout in that movie, right? Like she's exceptionally great as Maria. Like she kind of oozes off the screen and she sings well, she dances well, and she's got Ariana, a... What is our, who does Ariana DuBose play? She plays the... I uh, forget the character name, but she's the... The one who sings sister-in-law. America? Yeah, this one that sings America. She's yeah, insanely great. Yeah, she's I would, very good. She's very great, but... Uh, should I just say the winner? Uh, yeah, so um, the... The bummy real go... Quick. Oh yeah, sorry. Go ahead. I just feel like, yeah, like in the category like this, it's like a combo, you know, like for performance-wise. Like, um, not only are you trying to look for someone who has musical abilities, but you're looking also for uh, 
how captivating they are on screen and how much they grip you from an emotional side as well. Um, uh, and like the journey the character goes on. And so I feel like um, all of these, they definitely, uh, they definitely have that. Um, even in the mediocre in the Heights, Anthony, <laughs> Anthony Ramos finds his island in Washington Heights. <laughs> He doesn't go anywhere, but he it's the mental arc of realizing that <laughs> he really loved being in In the Heights all in Washington Heights all along, which I Washington remember. Heights, yeah. Washington yeah. Heights. <laughs> 86,000. Yeah. yeah. I man, and... I forgot like all the music in In the Heights. <laughs> yeah, yeah, wow. exactly. Because it was okay. <laughs> it was just okay. <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> all right uh, all right jake you can read the winner now the winner is andrew garfield for the best musical performance what a damn great guy that andrew garfield is he's one of a kind and he deserves that bummy but uh john might might have a another choice he would want to talk about though love definitely love garfield and tick tick boom uh he was great and to learn that he actually learned to sing like for that he wasn't really a singer before um because i figured that he wasn't singing at all at first um uh so yeah i thought he was great but i went with uh yeah i went with bo burnham for my vote um and uh yeah bo's special i just thought was one of the most unique things um i've seen in a a long time ever yeah and uh and thought that he uh, framed it around, you know, obviously staying at home, stuck inside for, um, you know, the better half of a year. Um, and I thought this was a very unique thing to make out of that. That wasn't something like uh, Locked Down or like one of those movies or shows that they created um, because, yeah. because the pandemic was trendy uh, in a way. But this is something that, a person who was dealing with a lot of, uh, you know, mental challenges and, and stress and what he created out of that. Uh, and uh, yeah, you could just tell he put so much into it. And um, I also just, I loved the music too. I felt like he crossed like a ton of different genres and they were funny and sad and super weird at parts. And uh, yeah, yeah, I just thought it was very unique um but uh yeah yeah that's that's Bo Burnham's inside still one of my favorites of the year yeah not only is he great um musically in it but like I said he he takes you on a very emotional uh journey um uh, in it uh which is also why I voted for uh Andrew Garfield because I feel like uh seeing him write his musical and try struggle to get it to be ready while also dealing with all this other shit, like being in his late twenties and he's still like a struggling, like playwright and whatnot. Um, and you finally see him perform the play and like, just, I felt like I had like struggled all these years to write this musical like this yeah. sci-fi epic musical it was that 
you get you got that immersed in it and that it is because andrew garfield is just so good and tick tick boom and i feel like he's one of the more like i don't know he's been like he's been especially lately more he's like more trendy and recognized and like um very progressive uh choices he makes for movies yeah yeah like, and un- I under the just... silver lake and stuff mm-hmm. yeah i always just see clips of him acting popping up everywhere like scenes he's in and i just feel like he's i don't know currently one of the best in the business and uh yeah totally tick tick boom is one of his best yeah all right congrats all right, uh... to andrew garfield there's back-to-back yeah, wins for that, yeah, tick tick boom yeah yeah it's true all right so the next category is uh funniest performance and the (laughs) nominees are bradley cooper licorice pizza uh kristen wig and annie momolo in barb and star andrew garfield in the eyes of tammy faye uh annabelle wallace from malignant and specifically as Damien, that character. That's and, a funny nomination. <laughs> and Adam Driver uh, in Annette. Good group yeah, of this, good group of folks over there. Yeah. 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 Great category. Uh, Bradley yeah. Cooper has a great uh, cameo there in Liquor's Pizza. Yeah, there was um, a point where I had like four nominees from Licorice Pizza, and I like couldn't. I just ended up going oh. with Bradley Cooper for mixing it up. Like, who else did was mm-hmm. who else was in there? Like Cooper Hoffman. Like Cooper Hoffman, yeah. so funny, very funny. Sean Penn, maybe. Yeah, him too. Most of the supporting cast. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and uh, obviously Kristen Wiig and Annie Momolo. That was uh, it's definitely amazing, a, a favorite comedy. Um, yeah, so and, and they're both a team, so you got to put them together. Yeah, we're not the being, uh, yeah, we're not totally. being sexist by giving <laughs> one award the... to two women. I'll say I'm gonna yeah, get ahead yeah. of that narrative right now. Yeah. <laughs> you <laughs> can't cancel us, yeah, <laughs> the <laughs> way they steal. The way they changed yeah. their dialect in that movie is so great too. Like yeah. their yeah. their accent that they're so like the middle America, whatever the fuck it is, accent is just so yeah, distinct. It's like a, an Perfect, old yeah. Minnesota thing yeah. that you know mm-hmm. like you've heard before. It's when Annie's like, We are Barb and Star and Vista Del Mar and and we're we're gonna drive a car. She's like being nasty. It's the R just so perfectly. It is so great. Yeah, it's the perfect kind of over the top. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, and I think I added uh, Andrew Garfield in the eyes of Tammy Faye. Um, but uh, yeah, I want to watch it. Um, me that too. Movie I was gonna, but yeah, I think uh, I, I I thought there were a lot of uh, funny parts between him and uh, Jessica Chastain, who plays Tammy Faye. Um, they're both very eccentric Southern uh southern preacher characters and uh it's um yeah yeah the dynamic between them is very funny i think andrew garfield uh again he does a great job uh as an old southern tele-evangelist which uh is very different from uh very different but maybe similar to uh who he played in tick tick boom but uh 
yeah, I thought I wanted to uh, give him a nod there. And then Annabelle Wallace and Malignant as Damien. Uh, but Damien was hilarious and Malignant. And <laughs> uh, yeah, that's when, when the movie really takes off into that crazy direction yeah. that we were talking about. So um, yeah, that's when, it, that's when the fun really turned up in that one. Um, and then Adam Driver too. He plays a comedian in uh, in uh, in the net. And I think if he would do his comedy act like in real life on stage, oh, I wouldn't yeah. find it very funny. I'd be very <laughs> disturbed and concerned. Um, but it's hilarious in this context. It's so good, yeah. In this it's world, whatever world the net is in. Yeah, um, and I don't even know if like um, it is like, and I. I'm critiquing myself because I like wrote the category, but I don't even know if like Adam Driver's like performance is that funny in a net. It's like more so like just crazy, you know, it's bonkers. <laughs> it is. But I, I, it's funny to me in the way that, you know, that it is just so crazy and insane. Right. Yeah. Um, I mean, I guess it, yeah. it, it is, it is funny. He, it's, he's doing it all in this movie. Uh, mm yeah going back uh, to to bradley real quick uh in licorice pizza you know right now with like all the the gas surges right now where people are really avoiding the gas station and mm-hmm. i i always think back to his line in yeah. that movie when he comes back when he's like there's no gas oh in the fucking caro steve-o I think about that every time I get gas now because like everyone's just panicking for gas. It reminds me of that whole sequence where he goes back down the hill. And yeah, just wanted to mention that. Just love Cooper in that movie. All right. Well, and the bummy goes to Kristen Wiig and Annie Momolo from Barb and Star. <laughs> Mr. Delmar. Thanks, Barb guys. Star. <laughs> oh Thanks, guys. also Kristen Wiig plays the <laughs> villain sound, so she yeah. plays the villain too so it's basically oh, yeah. like a three-way win there yeah good point yeah I uh I think this is a very deserved winner um I I picked Adam Driver solely just to uh just because I knew that Barb and Star would win um so <laughs> stir the pot a little bit yeah yeah but uh yeah this is definitely um i think the best maybe the best comedy of the year and uh yeah i agree best funniest performance yeah all right well all right. moving on to uh the cinnabums best picture there's a lot of nominees like how the, like how the oscars would do it um yeah we we pretty much uh, match them yeah yeah how many do the oscars do jake usually like 10 8 to 10 usually i think this year's eight or nine i think so we're pretty on par with the the academy there yeah it's almost like they're scared of missing people always or whatever oh yeah but, mm-hmm. um anyways the nominees are licorice pizza the tragedy of Macbeth, the power of the dog spencer tick tick boom worst person in the world drive my car barb and star <laughs> go to vista del mar those last two categories run yeah, and, they annette. Do. and annette 
All right. Barb and Star drive my car. Go to <laughs> let's go to Vista Del Mar. Barb and Star drive my car to Vista Del Mar. Del Mar. It's a sequel. Yeah. <laughs> Road trip. <laughs> and I believe uh, for this category, have we had a tie yet? You know, have we had a tie? Is it literally this the only like three? This way? is it. This is the only one. This, this is what we planned the whole hat thing for. Yeah, just in case we prepared for such an event. Yeah. Well, we so should have... we should announce the the three. All right. That are in the so hat. People know. Yeah. The three yeah. that we we each voted for three separate movies. Yes. Um. Uh, Jake voted for worst person in the world. John voted for worst drive person. my car. And Luke, drive my I car. voted oh, for wow. pizza. John's showing the ballot like pizza. Uh, like at the Oscars or something. Oh yeah, maybe that's illegal, but this is for <laughs> yeah, uh quality assurance. Yeah. Um okay, so those are the three. We have worst person in the world, drive my car. I'm gonna ruffle my hair a bit. Um and licorice, licorice pizza. pizza. So Good movies. They're going, they're going in the hat. There they go. Not looking. I don't know which one's mine. I don't remember. Drive my car wins. I'm calling John. Put <laughs> John's just lying to us. And not even reading it. Oh, what's this one? Well, <laughs> yeah. Uh... <laughs> okay, he doesn't even and... have any in there. <laughs> this is all drive my it's cars. An empty hat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of okay. control in his hands. So the winner is. <laughs> For the, the bummy for best picture goes to worst person in the world. Uh, uh. The worst person wins best picture. Yeah. Just like America. Wow. Baby. Hell yeah. Congrats. Uh, yeah, that's, worst person. that's my pick for best picture. And one of the only movies we haven't talked about. Tonight. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, all I'll say, it's an amazing film. One of my favorites. My favorite of the year. Uh, probably the best performance of the year by the, the young woman in that movie. And it was funny today at the uh, the luncheon for the Academy, like, there's a picture of PTA, like, hugging the, the, the lead actress from that movie, and they're, like, rolling on the floor. And he's, like, because he's all, like, a bunch of just directors in Hollywood are in love with that movie right now. So it's, like, it's kind of getting like the parasite treatment where people are like oh. just really fanboying out at that whenever they see the people from that movie. Um, uh, so yeah, definitely. Uh, do you think it might actually win the the Oscars Best Picture as well as the Bummies Best so Picture? So it, it's actually not nominated for the Oscar, sadly. Oh. Uh, so Those this is rats. this uh. is why it's 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 a special win because it's an exclusive cine, uh, Bummy award winner uh yeah yeah very That's happy getting for the that. praise it deserves yeah <laughs> yeah i yeah, really want to see that see movie this. um you said it's long and very um gut-wrenching but i'm looking forward to seeing it totally yeah it's it's uh it's still in theaters if you anyone out there oh, wants to go out there and oh yeah nice. and so is drive my car and so is licorice pizza so all of our best picture winners oh. yeah. I, I did not know that. 
that's surprising with Batman and Spider-Man's, you know, taking up yeah. so many. Yeah. Um, that those would still be there, but that's cool. Drive My Car is also on HBO Max too. So that's, that's true. Yeah, that's easier yeah. for people to mm-hmm. seek out. All right. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> that's um, yeah. Worst person in the world. Best picture. <laughs> Best bummy. All right. Well, I guess this is our um, last category. And um, we are just in time um, to wrap this podcast up. <laughs> this award, not podcast, award ceremony. I'm sorry. Ceremony, uh, yeah. <laughs> ceremony. <laughs> no stinking podcast. Um, our final category last our last but last but not least is the bummy for best hair best hair um, because i really just thought there was a lot of unique hair this year great hair year yeah in cinema um so yeah the nominees for that would be barb and star um bradley cooper again <laughs> Brad. Um, ben Affleck in the last duel. Um, Matt Damon in the last duel. And Oscar Isaac in the card counter. Some slick gray hair in the card counter for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I thought, thought his, his, I thought his hair was so good. And uh, Oscar Isaac's just like a genuinely incredibly incredible looking man. Beautiful, at all yeah. times anyways um so <laughs> and he never has uh you know and he has so many different you know, there's so many different ways you can just make him look you know like he always <laughs> looks different um uh like an inside lewin davis and then uh the card counter and dune and um what what am i what's another one um like i watched that um uh, scenes from a marriage he's got he's got like kind of like a professor thing going and his hair is like really curly i just think oscar isaac always changes it up but he's still is always oscar isaac and uh yeah <laughs> <laughs> i don't know what i'm really trying to say a lot of strong contenders here uh in the best hair category mm. I mean, <laughs> like, yeah, I like Bradley Cooper's hair too. Um, <laughs> very much of its time. Very 70s California goat rock star eccentric type. And the um, beard, the beard that goes along with it's pretty iconic. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and the Barbara Star, like, is mm. their hair like pink? No, it's just curled up, and it's very. I think they very it, red, like, red or dyed or something. Yeah, they're kind of like, uh, yeah, like red hair, orangish. Yeah, yeah. It's really great hair. Yeah, like like Cooper's hair. They're both hair of a certain time. Mm-hmm. Barb and Star is stuck in that like 80s yep. mid yeah. Midwestern mom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like like with like mm. an ugly rug on the floor, they have that kind of hair, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. 
All right. So the winner of best hair and our final bummy of the of the evening goes to Ben Affleck of the last Ben school. Affleck. All right. Which was a unanimous decision. A no-brainer choice there. Mm-hmm. You know, I act wait. I, I almost all right, I didn't. I almost voted for Oscar Isaac for this. As <laughs> you could, <laughs> Sounded like you were about to. Yeah, you were yeah, team. I, I, yeah. You're all about I, his hair. It was like a full analysis of his hair over the years. <laughs> I mean, I could have gone on more. That's the thing, too. So now I'm really thinking I should have voted for him. But at the same time, I think like Ben Affleck's hair contributes so much to his performance in The Last Duel. And uh, just his uh, presence and like who that character is and why it's so funny. Um, and I, I'm very happy that Affleck won this award um, because <laughs> uh, Affleck Affleck's an, a, a great man and deserves a deserves a win um, for sure because Hollywood won't give it to him, so we have to. <laughs> Yeah, I think uh, yeah, this is the clear winner for best hair. Um, it it very much enhanced my experience watching the last duel, uh, seeing both his hair and Matt Damon's hair. But yeah, the mullet, Matt Damon's mullet. Yeah, it's, yeah, Matt Damon's hair is really good. Yeah, and so really Scott Driver's, crushed it with uh, yeah, really Scott crushed it with these outfits and and hair and in his movies last year mm-hmm. you know yeah um, totally so well-deserved recognition for ridley too he crushed it with <laughs> his hair in these movies <laughs> man wait how is uh ben affleck's hair in the the tender bar See, tender bar too that's great hair yeah uh, good I, hair year so for many, affleck there's wow. so many good yeah ways we could have gone with this like there could have been, <laughs> been as many hair nominees as there were for best picture um, damn yeah yeah if there was a best glasses award my winner would have been adam driver in house of gucci because i love his frames in house of gucci you know andrew garfield had great hair and tick tick boom too yeah yeah Yeah. and it looks exactly like um what's his name the the actual guy jonathan larson jonathan larson sean lawson yeah that's Strong hair in 2021. That's what we'd like to see over here. <laughs> <laughs> keep it coming. Keep it yeah. coming. Let's see what 2022 has to offer in the hair hair game. What about the hair in F9 when it flashes back to Vin as a child? And both him and John Cena are rocking like some just a good head of hair. <laughs> I don't remember. It's like a shocking moment of hair because you're like, wow. You can never oh, picture yeah, Vin. Oh, yeah, everyone's like, Vin has hair, yeah. <laughs> yeah well, all right. unfortunately for us and for everyone listening, that is this year's Bummies. Yes. I good hope job, everyone got... Everybody. <laughs> um, I hope everyone got good and drunk during this year's Bummies and, uh, and uh, had a good time and that they're hoping that... Ne- and they can't wait for next year's. Yeah. yeah. Neither can we. 
<laughs> Any yeah, early, uh, early predictions ooh. for next year? Nah. Based no, on what we've seen. No, I, I can't really. say that I do. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> I, <laughs> <laughs> Me neither. Yeah. I don't think I've seen enough yet. Um, That's fair. It's pretty early. <laughs> but I, I did, uh, you know, Zoe Kravitz, that's my prediction. My bold prediction is she'll have a big year at the Bummies. Oh, she'll have a great that's year a next idea. year. Yeah. Her um, and Colin Farrell, I also think, will have a great year. I actually, yeah, we can write those down. Zoe yeah. Kravitz for best hair in a category Kimmy. for this year for Kimmy. But then I was like, oh, yeah, that's from this year, not uh, last year. <laughs> Strong start to the hair game for 2022. Yeah, there's a lot of good hair. Yeah. There's something to look forward to. Marry Me is probably going to show up a lot next year, too. Marry Me, yeah. Best best soundtrack and Owen Wilson showing up again. Yeah, those are our bold predictions uh, for next year. We'll have to revisit um, when we get there. But yeah. Uh, congratulations to all the like, nominees and winners yeah congratulations to all the nominees. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and like i think that kind of closes um a chapter of like wrapping up 2022 2021 i keep 21. doing that. <laughs> <laughs> i'm like a year ahead. i'm already done with 2022 all, all, yeah <laughs> i'm done with 2022 and i haven't even seen the batman um but uh basically we're kind of i don't know i think we're going to get back to our more so uh our regular agenda whatever the hell that is and um yeah uh we're hoping to churn out a lot more regular content and uh like a special like like a couple of our past um few episodes have taken a while to do because there's been a lot of prep and rest assured we will not be doing as much prep (laughs) we will not be as prepared and so that's our promise there will be be more podcasts but there each episode will be worse (laughs) 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 because of that so just like you know (laughs) <laughs> following that get american, ready for that yeah. following the american um the american consumption uh, mcdonald's model mm. um but yeah well yeah we're gonna revisit movies um and uh uh just talk about um movies a lot more more um yeah 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 and we will be done talking about all of these which we've been talking about for the past few months so yeah happy to move on this is the end of uh end of a season of our yeah yeah cinema yeah, season kinda, yeah. so yeah pair your bummies with the oscars um which are uh, when do the oscars happen it's like the 27th or something 28th yes yep 27th yeah, yeah we're we're prime we're prime in the middle of award season uh so uh like what happened last night like critics choice awards or not last night, but like a couple <laughs> nights ago were the Critics' Choice Awards. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, it's awards season. So here we go. We'll uh, we'll end our, our season there. But uh, yeah, stay tuned for the next Cinnabum season. <laughs>